Welcome to the Second Is For Everyone podcast. We welcome all people, regardless of race, gender, political party, sexual orientation, or background, to learn about your Second Amendment civil rights and the many facets of firearms ownership. Welcome to the Second Is For Everyone podcast. This is episode 57, live at Cobra One Tactical. I'm here with Sean Fisher. Say hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. <laughs> and I'm here with Dan with a multi-symbolic last name. Go ahead and say your name, Dan. Dan Ardalon. See, Dan Ardalon is with Cobra One Tactical. And this is in what, Great Meadows? Great Meadows, New Jersey. New Jersey. If you don't know where Great Meadows is, it's really far from everywhere from what I figured out. <laughs> <laughs> I've driven from my home, I've driven from Trenton, and it just takes forever. Uh, not forever. You know that part when you're riding in the car and you go, you know, either I could keep driving or I could die? Like, about five minutes before that, that's where it is. On the upside, you do get to see, like, where they filmed Deliverance and the little boy playing the banjo. Like, that was nice. That oh. was a treat on the way up here. Yeah, I also saw where they filmed Powder. Um, all the Teen Mom uh, <laughs> MTV specials at the trailer park. So we're at Cobra One Tactical. I've trained here. Um, Sean hasn't. They have a lot of cool stuff in the place. But let's talk about me and what I've done this week. I've dry fired a lot. I've daydreamed about my CZ75P07 that I don't have yet. Um, oh, yeah. And... Um, I had USCCA uh, put out on, what is it, U.S. Concealed Carry? Mm-hmm. USConcealedCarry.com, the article about us and the second is for everyone. It was written by Beth Alcazar. So I'd like to thank Beth and USCCA for actually um, putting yet another article out about us. I wrote the first one and this was the second one, so it's awesome. And uh, thank you guys for liking what we do. Uh, also, like I said, I dry fired a lot and I have a holster that I'm trying out. If it stinks, I'll never tell you about it. And if it's cool, I'll tell you who makes it and give it a review. And I have a new t-shirt. Hey, Sean, could you read what it says on the back? Because I can't see it. <laughs> Just spin your head all the way around. Any unarmed people are slaves or are subject to slavery at any given moment. Huey P. Newton. Yep, and that's not the dude that's saying hip to be square. So Google it if you don't know who he is. But those are my new shirts. Um, hopefully, by the time this airs, it will be online at 1022clothing.us. What have you done this week, Sean? Uh, I brought in Velocity Triggers. So I have samples from Velocity Triggers along with their trigger tester, which was pretty neat. Um, so far, that's a pretty cool product. And I'm going to play with those for a little bit and get a review put together. Uh, I'm working on bringing in a couple other brands this week. I feel like there's something else exciting I did. You got a sweet new haircut. Yep, yep. Something else for you to make fun of. Uh, <laughs> we should have, we should have prepped this because the one joke I have is really not appropriate for the show. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so that's uh, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Oh, and I've got hoodies on the way that are exclusive to members of the Black Bag Resources Inner Circle. So if you're not a member, you don't get one. Too bad. So sad. Haha. <laughs> what sizes do they come in? Goes up to 4X. I guess I don't get one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's too late because everybody put in their orders. And I'm just going to delete you from the group. We're not even friends anyway. 
I don't need to be your friend. I have a new t-shirt too. <laughs> um, you want to bother asking Dan what he did this week? Well, he's here. You should include him. I was just going to pretend he walked. Okay. Hey, Dan. <laughs> What's going on? When'd you get here? Uh, <laughs> what'd you do exciting in the week of a dude that works at a gun shop? Uh, worked my regular job, came up here this weekend, did a couple things around the shop. We got a lightweight AR build out that uh, our customer's pretty happy with. I shot it, shoots great. Uh, worked too much, man. Missed out on jujitsu so far, but go the rest of the week, and that's pretty much it. Even the stuff he misses out on sounds better than what I did. Yeah. <laughs> Missed out on some jujitsu, some bare knuckle fighting. I wrestled a bear, but. That was just before breakfast. No, it sucked. I twisted my ankle jumping out of that helicopter. It was really a, it's been kind of a lame week. It was really lame because, well, the helicopter's still on the ground, but, you know, adventure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's like, I, I, I don't even know you guys. <laughs> like, we met 10 minutes ago. You'll fall right in. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. So you were in the military, right? I was, yes. Yeah, what'd you serve? What'd you serve in? What uh, branch? So I was in the Jersey National Guard. I was 11 Bravo, so I was an infantryman. Um, I was in the heavy weapons company in Jersey City. Um, then we deployed to Iraq 0809, like the whole rest of the state. And they took an infantry brigade and we were MPs. It was awesome. So we were at Camp Buga for most of us. Uh, did a lot of detainee operations over there. And then... Uh, I got out and I did uh, a little bit of engineering contract work overseas in Afghanistan. Cool. What size train did you run when you were an engineer? <laughs> oh, different type? Different type. <laughs> well, then if it's not the train conductor type, I don't want to hear about it. The train would have been more fun. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, who doesn't want to drive a train? Yeah. I mean, come on. Biggest stuff is the way we want to drive it. This is going to fall into that that, that bit of weird internet yeah. stuff. There was just an argument on Facebook about how many chugga chuggas go in front of the choo choo, and of course you're talking about trains. That I can't. Let's wrap this segment, shall we? Yeah, I'm pretty much because you lost me. I was like, hey, Sean's going to tell a cool story. Oh no, nope. he's not. <laughs> no, it's not cool. What the? All right, chugga chugga. Hey, we're going to be back, guys. We're going to come back with a legislation and suck all the fun out the room. See you shortly. And we're back. Episode 57. Live from Cobra Run Tactical. And we're stumbled into legislation. Yay. Brace yourself. All the fun's about to get sucked out the room. Sean, why don't you start us off with what's happening in Pittsburgh and uh, the cancer spreads to Pennsylvania. That's yeah. that's the long and short of it. So Pittsburgh mayor and the city council have advanced their anti-gun agenda with their version of the assault weapons ban, which is pretty much a copy and paste from the proposed bill in New Jersey, which is very similar to the current assault weapons ban in New Jersey. But they're trying to pass it as a city ordinance which violates not only the constitution of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, but also preemption laws, because you can't do that. So they've been warned not only by the Prince Law Group and the attorney freaking general uh, that they can't do this, they're advancing it anyway, and now they're getting praise from Governor Wolf, who is also an anti-gun nut bar, uh, so who doesn't respect rule of law at all, apparently. Governor Wolf's attorney general mm -hmm. has told him that this is a no-no, 
not just a no-no, a violation of the Constitution, the law, everything else. Like, there's there's no part of this that ends well for them from a legal perspective. And he's co-signing on it like it's a good idea. So the people of Pennsylvania will have to pay for both sides of whatever lawsuit comes out of this? Correct. Now, does somebody get hung at the end of it for treason? I mean, that's what we used to do, right? Do you remember when we used to hang traitors? Because Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> but... I don't think that's going to be the case. Mayor Peduto is standing in the street and basically thumbing his nose at everybody going, yeah, I'm going to do it. I don't care. He goes, I want, I'm going to do what I want to do and I don't care if it's against the law or anything else. Which is funny because it's an attack on people who can pass background checks, right? Like people who've passed the background check to purchase these firearms who are proven to not be felons and yet he's engaging in what amounts to criminal activities. Conspiracy to deny others their civil rights. Hey, what happened to Pennsylvania's last attorney general? Didn't she just get disbarred? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. She got she got disbarred from prison. Yeah, she's Which a, is weird, because apparently you can go to prison and not get disbarred for like two more years. Yeah. These are your politicians. These are the people they like to call political leaders. Yeah. Well, these are the people you elect. These are the people you deserve to run your state and your country unless you do something like get off your butt and participate. Hey, let's go into some more sad news. Let's talk about Hawaii. Yeah, let me pull that up. All right. I'll try to vamp as Sean pulls up Hawaii and make it sound like this thing runs smoothly. SB 600, raising minimum age to transport a firearm to 21. Yep, Hawaii feels that you need to be 21 to actually move through Hawaii with a firearm. They have just determined that you're not an adult, I guess. I just don't know. Because when I was 21, I think I had two years left in my Marine Corps contract. And the guns I had were a lot cooler than anything I could buy as a civilian. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had belt fares, baby. <clears throat> um, so I don't understand this, but it's still a bill right now. Right. So if you live in Hawaii, time to get off your butt right and call these people. I don't mean email. You can email too, but actually write a letter. All right. And while you're talking about that one, you can also talk about SB 1466, the new red flag law for Hawaii. Understand this. No matter where you are, what state you're in, red flag laws are a bad idea. But the NRA says red flag laws are a bad idea. They circumvent due process. Yeah, but the NRA says they don't support any red flag law that circumvents due process. How about this? Every gun law is an infringement. Start freaking acting like it. Yeah, well, that should be on a t-shirt. Don't worry, it's coming. All right, because I was going to say I'll not, race you to it. It's not going to be family friendly when I post it. <laughs> Meanwhile, the second is for everyone, we'll have the family friendly version. It'll just have a lot of symbols. <laughs> I will bleep the shirt. Uh, it's going to look like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. It's like, what is what is that? <laughs> All right, what, are we, what else do we have? Uh, and then you're going to move on to the Mad Minute, so unless you got anything else Oh, no, you forgot the good news, baby. California. Oh, the good news, California. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, California, Ninth Circuit, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so obviously somebody subverted Ninth Circuit and actually had something that made sense. They said the California magazine limitation is unconstitutional. And now... Weird, because we've been saying that all along, so it's nice to hear 
the, the Ninth Circuit agree with common sense. Yeah, but the Ninth Circuit is usually out of their mind. So obviously, they didn't really ask this judge because they assumed, because I'm assuming his last name is Spanish, they probably thought he was just, you know, will fall right into their bullcrap. And he was like, nah, this doesn't make sense and it's unconstitutional. Bam! And all of a sudden, just like that, a bunch of Californians had 30-round magazines immediately. Yeah. Have no A bunch idea. of bent shovel handles and uh, some new calluses they didn't have, along with a bunch of 30-round magazines that weren't available earlier. Yeah. I had all that Brent to dive gear. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I heard a bunch of ships went out for, to fish and came back with a buttload of 30-round magazines on them. <laughs> My boat sunk, and it just watched up on the beach. <laughs> it was only supposed to be a three-hour tour, and now I got all my magazines back. All of them. Uh, so, yeah, a bunch of people in California got 30-round magazines. Congratulations. Living in Jersey, I just go, I'm jealous. In the meantime, I'm shipping stuff to California. <laughs> oh, look at you, big money. I'm not, I'm not playing. I'm helping friends behind enemy lines as much as I can. Alrighty then, I think that's everything for legislation. Man, this show is traveling fast. I guess it happens to be because we're awake now. <laughs> Usually we're recording this at midnight. So, that's it for legislation. We're going to bounce out and come back with the Mad Minute. Talk to you in a second. No, 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 that's fine. Just go ahead and steal the meme and cite, you know, don't mention that it's for me or anything. That's fine. I, I, that won't bother me. Welcome back to the Second Is For Everyone podcast, episode 57, live from Cobra One Tactical. We're going into the mad minute. Hey, I saw this really interesting meme that was really too long and it was kind of well-written, but I'm sure the guy eats a lot of paint. <laughs> Just the chips, though. Just not. He's not a savage and just eats it with a spoon right out the can. He waits for it to dry and peel off the wall. <laughs> it's a picture of who? Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Oh, okay. I the, don't know anybody. Sad little donkey. You know, I've never seen a Winnie the Pooh cartoon. Oh, it's because it wasn't out yet. Wow. So anyway, <clears throat> this window liquor wrote a meme, <laughs> and it says, "I won't stand for this tyranny." I'm ready to molin so many lobs. I've got my compliant rifle and 10 round mags, but I can't get the day off and will probably lose anyway. And he's talking about the New Jersey gun owner. Now, he prattled on for like 17 paragraphs on Instagram. I have no idea what he was talking about, but it got to the end. And this is what the Mad Minute is about. All the freaking New Jersey gun owners that think, hey, I won't fight. I won't stand up for my rights. I won't write my politicians. I won't call because, God forbid, I'll get on the list. Um, I'm not going to vote because, again, I don't want to get on the list. I'm just going to pack up and move to Pennsylvania. Well, I got a little birdie over here in the corner going, Pennsylvania don't want your losing butt. The bridges are closed. There's that little window-licking kid with a helmet on again. <laughs> Can I borrow one of the helmets in here? Nobody has a helmet big enough to fit your freaking My Backstreet Boy Pompadour. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, this is a mad minute and I'm really ticked off. So, 
this is my problem with you lazy people that don't want to do anything and all your your plan is going to be i'm going to escape to pennsylvania i'm going to go to north carolina i'm moving to south carolina florida they don't want you either because they're getting overrun by people from New York that can't live in that utopia they created. And they're running all over the place, ruining other people's civil rights. So how's this? Be politically active. Join a Second Amendment group. Join multiple if you can afford it. And if you can't, hey, donate to, I don't know, somebody that is doing something like CNJFO, ANJRPC. Um, If you don't want to support the NRA because that seems to be in vogue now, crapping on the NRA as if they haven't done anything for over 150 years. Because that's what your favorite YouTuber told you. Fine. If you're going to be that dude, don't donate to the NRA. Donate to the NRA ILA. Or hell, donate to the Second Is For Everyone diversity shoot or the Second Is For Everyone podcast. Become a patron. I don't care. But if you're not going to get off your butt, at least have your money do some work for you. I'm just saying there is no utopia. Every state is under attack and it's organized. It's not happening by mistake. This is an actual campaign to crap all over your rights. So when you see yourself as some kind of hero, Molon Lab, 3% standing on the roof, voting from the rooftop, understand in the real movie of life, you're just one of those people that are in the background. You're not doing anything. I'm not going to call you a loser if you're not doing anything because I'm better than that. (laughs) No, I'm not. You're a loser. All right. So that's been my mad minute. What do you got to say, Sean? Plagiarism is a crime. (laughs) (laughs) Not according to Joe Biden, it ain't. Nice. Yeah. No, I mean, this is something we've talked about repeatedly, right? And I think it comes up pretty much every episode. And we talk about the different organizations, not only in the state of New Jersey, like CNJFO and ANJRPC, that you can join and become members of and receive the benefits of information for being involved with those groups, as well as helping to actually fund the fight that can be won, right? This is the other part of it. It can be won. They proved that in California this week. So if you're one of the naysayers going, oh, well, it's not going to stand up to blah, blah, blah. Just be quiet. Because not only do you work at Waffle House, you have a law degree. Right. Just, but the other part of it is we don't need you destroying morale. Right? There's people that are actually willing to fight this fight. And if you're not, just be quiet and fund those who are. If you want to mail it in, put a stamp on it and mail it in. Write the check. If you can't get the day off from work, Fine, but donate a day's pay. Do something other than running your mouth on social media. I'm not even going to tell you how much money to spend. I mean, the day's pay, hey, listen, you ain't getting that from me. (laughs) At least not at once. But do something. And if you're not going to help solve the problem, if you're not going to help anybody else solve the problem, there are a bunch of cat videos you can like on YouTube. Other yeah, at that. some point, sit back in the cut and just chill out, right? Like, yeah. if all you're going to do is chill out, just chill out. And that's fine. I, I have no complaint with people who are quiet. But if you're going to be noisy and obnoxious and not help, then I have an issue. Yeah, and I can name some of you people and you know who I'm talking about. Actually, I can't name any of you because you're not that important to me. No, I'm scrolling through right now. I can I can give you names. 
I don't want to hear anybody's name on my podcast. It's not giving me money or somebody cool like Dan Complicated Last Name. Oh, you want to give him a chance to say something? Or he just doesn't want to stir up any trouble. No, go ahead. I mean, like you said, even if it's not donate money, take somebody new to the range. You're already paying your fee. You're already going out shooting. Take somebody who's never shot before. Take a sibling, somebody, anybody. Get them into the sport. Educate them. Reach one, teach one. Yep. Wow. You mean actually participate? Brace yourself. It's like something I do. And that's what I tell all of you guys to do. Put in some work, man. Do less talking, more work. All right. We're done here, and we're going to come back with, I don't know. Gear whore. There you go. Now I know. See you in a minute with Gear Whore. Go take a time out so you don't get yourself in trouble. We're recording now. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't figured it out, we're in episode 57 live from Cobra One. And we're about to go into Gear Whore. Sean's going to run this because it's uh, something pretty cool. All right, so what we're talking about this week is the K-Bar Becker Knife BK3 Tack Tool. This is one of my all-time favorite knives. You got a knife with a longer name? Uh, well, that's that's the official name. You yeah. can just you can just call it the Tack Tool because right. that's that's what we call it in my house. I've got several of these because I put one in like the important camp trip bags and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But um, this thing is an absolute monster like i know you love your k-bar i know you love your gi tanto because the the test that the gi tanto went through yes but you you've also seen the knife i took on the appalachian trail with me yeah that's the bk3 that's the becker tactile um and it's it's a brute uh it's got a rectangular shaped blade so it's kind of weird looking ethan becker is known for designing as he describes them sharpened crowbars and this thing is absolutely have you seen one of these Dan? no how would you describe that? Pretty awesome. <laughs> it's First a sharpened crowbar. You can yeah, get a giant with that. Yeah, so it's not enormous though. It's it's a twelve and a half inch knife overall, seven inch blade length. Uh, where it really comes into its own is the fact that it's a quarter inch thick. So you can beat on this, you can baton with it, which is you know using it to split wood like a wedge. Um, you can pry things open with it. So it's long and girthy. It's girthy. Yeah, it's girthy. <laughs> It's thick with two C's. <laughs> like cold grits. Right. <laughs> uh, if you're into all the, the weird detail stuff, I kind of don't care. It's 1095 Crovan steel, uh, a flat one-sided grind, 20-degree edge angles. Handle material is something called Ultra Mid. Uh, Rockwell Ooh. hardness 56 to 58 for the real hardcore knife nerds. But this thing is just an absolute beast. And if the Almighty came down and said, Sean, you can only have one knife for the rest of your life, this is the one I pick. So the other part of this is my dorky commercial. Yes, it's in stock at blackbagresources.com. Hey, is it in stock at blackbagresources? It's in stock at blackbagresources.com. How many you got? You got a bunch? I got a bunch. All right, cool. They're handy dandy, ready to go. Uh, they're heavy though. And, and let me find the official weight here. 1.3 pounds. So it's over a pound. But when you're talking about a quarter inch thing, hunk of steel. It's a monster. These so Ethan Becker was originally making these under his own brand. Yeah. K Bar bought them a couple of years ago, and I'm always nervous when you you have a really good knife that gets the design gets bought by another company because you never know if they're going to maintain quality. K Bar actually added a little square piece on the back of the handle that I really like. So feature wise, 
it's like I said, a giant rectangular blade. It's got a short section of serration that's like an inch and a half with the, the three-point serration like you'd find on a Spyderco. So you can do your, your fine cutting with that. You can chisel with it because of the squared uh, tip. Mm -hmm. uh, and then on the back, it's got a cutout with a cord cutter. So if you need to cut strapping, you need to cut a piece of cord, it's all there. And like I said, it's it's a monster. So What kind of sheet does it come in? Uh, big, heavy Kydex sheath. Okay. So if you're not a fan of Kydex, get somebody else to make you something, but the sheath is pretty good. Similar to the one you have with your cable. Oh, okay. No, wait a minute, don't I have the leather You have, you have leather? All right. Yeah. But if, you, if you've got some of those other common knives, GI Tonto comes with a, well, they, they call now, it Secure-X, but yeah, it's a Kydex sheath. The GI Tonto, I say it's a good deal for what it is. It's, right. a, it's a brutal knife. It's made out of 1095 also, mm -hmm. but it's not as thick, but it is tough. But to compare these two, that crowbar you have is a... Right. Take take the uh, the GI Tanto, blunt it even more. And, and weld three of them together. Give it whatever they gave Bane in the comic books to turn him into a monster, and that's how you get this. But this is about... Three times, two and a half times the price of a GI Tanto, right? Ah, this this is going for like a hundred bucks. Yeah, that's, yeah, I think that's what I have them listed for on the website. Yeah. So you're talking almost four times the GI Tanto. That's a whole lot of money. But I haven't beat up my GI Tanto like you beat that thing up. Yeah, this thing, like I said, that first trip on the Appalachian Trail, it, this was the knife I brought. And I'll, I'll pull it out and post pictures of like a new one versus the one I've used. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. and, and you're talking... That first trip on the trail was 2002. So you're talking about a 17 year old knife that I've used on every adventure since then. Like I got it for that, beat it to death. Uh, it hasn't need to be sharpened, which is kind of impressive. Really? Yeah, with all the chopping and stuff I've done with that, you would think it's never chipped the blade, never beat it up. Because 1095 is spring steel, right? That's, yeah. Yeah, all right. Dan said he doesn't like any knife that folds. He's a fixed blade dude. Yep way to lose your fingers or you know fumble with it trying to get it open he doesn't like to fumble well you fumble right. this it's <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> might lose some some landscaping along with toe that, uh, yeah yeah all of a sudden it's, it's king author can someone please pull this out of my butt please yeah but and again you know regardless of what your purpose is yeah i use it for camping and stuff like that if you're in law enforcement and you're doing breaches and entries, this might not be a bad thing to have in your kit as far as like, you can certainly pop a window open with it, using it as a pry bar on anything. I'm not going to testify that I've ever used it to open a door, <laughs> but I can tell you with a high degree of certainty that yes, you can use it to pry a door frame and pop a door open. If you don't have an incredible skill set like I do, you have right. to do that. Right. If you're not one with the lock, you can be one with the Becker and <laughs> break in the brute way. Yeah, it takes a lot less time, I guess. All right, um, that's pretty cool. And you have them on black bag. Mm -hmm. Oh, the handle is it like? Yeah, they slick they or? they call it some. It doesn't have any kind of texturing to it, and they they do sell aftermarket handles for it. Again, I I haven't felt the need. Like I would add a lanyard, okay. a wrist lanyard, but. I don't have a problem with the handle. Does it have a hole in the shape. back of the handle? Okay, it sure cool. does. Yeah. So you can loop a lanyard through it. Yeah, and they, you know, again, it's real plain looking. It's got three bolts through it, but um, it's it's 
there's no texture to it, but it's wasp wasted. So it's very ergonomic. I hate that buzzword. But yeah, it the way it's shaped, it's not gonna come out of your hand swinging and chopping and doing all that stuff. Alright, yeah, cool. It's it's beastly. Alright, so those lock into them. So I was looking at the screws and how it's held on. Mm -hmm. It's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. No hot spots with it when you're using it for a long period of time? No, and I have beat this thing for hours. Chopping, I mean, yeah. So it, it's been through several trips on the Appalachian Trail at this point. And we've done everything you could savagely imagine. Like, couldn't find a decent stick to beat it with for batoning, so I just beat it with a rock. It didn't wow. care. <laughs> but the piece of wood was too big to burn the way it was, and I had to split it, so... Guarantee I can break this thing. <laughs> Sean beat it with a rock. I guarantee I can break this I, thing. Listen, I, I wouldn't even be mad. I'd be impressed. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't stupid. You want to break one, you got to buy one. Well, this is never going to happen unless one of you guys purchase it at Black Bag Resources and type in the coupon code 2A4E <laughs> and designate you want to see Tony break a becker. All right, cool. So that's it. That's all you got to say. I'm going to laugh behind. I'm fucking an order. Somebody orders one for you to try to break it. Order from Black Bag Resources, uh, Becker BK3, and see if I can break it. Guarantee you I can. <laughs> <laughs> just using it, not just doing something stupid. Just using it, I can break it. I broke a high point. I broke, I broke a high point. The guy from High Point couldn't believe I broke a high point. <laughs> You did what? There <laughs> were like eight bullets in the barrel that they didn't really. I mean, it's still. Fired I broke it. <laughs> it's like they have pictures of eight bullets being jammed in the barrel. <laughs> you broke. I broke it. I'm not saying superpowers are a real thing. <laughs> I'm just saying Tony has one, and it's breaking the unbreakable. No, see what most people don't understand is Marine Corps. Mm. We just do that. I don't know if the Marine Corps attracts people that can break anything. Or whether they just train us well. It's got nothing to, to do anything. with the Marine Corps because you were breaking everything before That's the Marine what I'm saying. Corps. I don't know if everybody in the Marine Corps was like me and was breaking stuff before they joined the Corps. I have no idea what that makeup is. I'm just saying. I left there. I could break a freaking steel ball bearing with a powder puff. Break it, lose it or not. I just like watching you walk into the barbershop and they have that little display that says unbreakable combs and you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I did break one of those. <laughs> Hey, 70s was a thing and Afros was big. <laughs> then when they do class picture day with the little black kid, they gave you a little, little tiny unbreakable comb. That was the most ridiculous thing in the world. Broke that thing in my hair. It sucked. <laughs> From then on, I carried one of those picks with a fist. That's right, baby. Because <laughs> our picks were used as weapons. It had steel teeth and a fist on the back just to let you know what you was dealing with. <laughs> All right, that's the end of Gear Whore. We're going to come back with something else that I don't remember. All right, talk to you guys in a second. Training concepts, Tony. Training yeah, concepts. training concepts. It's, it's not like I'm on 57 episodes of this. All right, talk to you guys in a minute. Have you ever gone to order something online and realized... You need clarification on what product would work best for you. If you wanted to start being more prepared for life emergencies, like self-defense, medical emergencies, or preparedness, most online stores are no help whatsoever. 
Either they specialize in only one category or they attempt to sell you their most expensive gear. That's why Sean started Black Bag Resources. He was determined to be better than your typical online stores. He uses the gear he sells. He can guide you to make the best gear choices for you in your price range. He's also a firearms instructor. I've deemed him the world's greatest firearms instructor in the world. <laughs> Sean wants to instruct students from the beginning shooter to students that want to develop their skills to a higher level. If you're building your first rifle, organizing your go bag, or developing your martial skills, Black Bag Resources should be on your go-to list. Visit blackbagresources.com. Welcome back to episode 57 live from Cobra One. We're going into training concepts now. And something, something, something. No, Dan is His here. name is Dan. His name is Dan. Dan is here to tell us what it's like to bring in carts at the supermarket. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. They Dan. got rid of me. They used quarters now. <laughs> <laughs> I was replaced by a coin. <laughs> they took my job. <laughs> Dan is here to talk about the glorious place that the Cobra One Tactical Range is in Great Meadows, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so first we're a, uh, we are an FFL, so we do do custom builds, we're a manufacturer. So in addition to providing the range, you come up here, you can get your ARs, your pistols, everything. We'll do custom builds for you, 308s, whatever you need. Uh, and we got a 250 yard range. So probably one of the furthest ones in Jersey. Uh, it's gorgeous. It's outdoor, obviously, because it's 250 yards. <laughs> <laughs> really uh, big building here at Cobra One Tactical right, Tactical right. Tactical. It's not Picatinny. That'd be nice. <laughs> um, so we have uh, a multitude of classes we offer. We do in-house stuff, such as NRA classes, uh, stop-the-bleed training, uh, holster classes. We have a good amount of instructors that come through, too. Uh, so far this year, we have um, courses of action coming out May 25th and 26th. We have Sheepdog Response coming out July 12th through 14th. Uh, it's one of my favorite ones. Um, I'm here for all those classes. They do a little bit more than just shooting, which I like. They get into the, the jiu-jitsu and doing more than just being out on the range. They do the medical stuff. They do some of your secure in the house stuff. So it's a good class. Uh, we have Gunner's Ridge, which is gonna be our gun club. We'll be getting some information out on our website, cobra1tactical.com, on all the social media. Uh, Cobra One Tattoo on Instagram. I think we still have a Facebook. I don't know if anybody uses that anymore. <laughs> but that's it. It's a great place to shoot. I love being up here. I shoot up here in my free time. It's awesome. Do you do anything besides firearm stuff up here? Paintball, airsoft, because I see some stuff in the shop here. Uh, sometimes. It depends. Um, we have done airsoft stuff out on the uh, out on the range. We have a couple uh, mock shoot houses. So we've done some CQB stuff up here with that, so. <clears throat> uh, let me go ahead and say, uh, Dan has no idea uh, how an interview goes because he answered all the questions <laughs> I was ever going to ask him that I took like, I don't know. He's, he's got his little up. crib sheet he's working off here and I'm looking at the show notes and he literally ran down the bullet points <laughs> almost in order. 
which is great because You're you probably welcome. couldn't remember what you needed to ask him. Why so. do you think I make show notes? <laughs> Should have just handed you my notes. Yeah. Man. Well, and thank you for that commercial for Cobra One Tactical. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, those are all the questions you really want to ask about a range. It's like, what's going on? How far do you shoot? How many class? What kind of classes do you have here? And for this range, like I took my first class here with Rob Pincus at the end of last year. Um, I know working with Joe Savio from mm -hmm. Modern Materials, he was like, um, I think Costa comes up here. Yep. So he was like, hey, Costa has a class, man. You want? <laughs> you guys want to get in? Yeah, Joe, we want to get in. All right. Three months later. Hey, guys, what's going on? <laughs> what's up, Joe? What happened that Costa class? That's all we <laughs> All right. I'm just joking, Joe. Even though you didn't get us into the Costa class, but I'm cool with it. It's a cheap shot, Joe. We love you. Don't don't let Tony's bad jokes make you think. Yeah, because I'm joking, Joe. Just jokes. I like you pause like he's going to answer you through the <laughs> podcast. He hear me. I'll get a text, too. <laughs> Dude, are you really upset? <laughs> you know, I love you, man. Love you, too, Joe. Joe shows his love. He's done all kinds of stuff with us. He's helped out with the Minuteman Challenge. Yep. For, what, the two years we've done it so far. He's helped Donated out. Donated prizes. He's helped out at the uh, the he, diversity shoots. He's helped out with the hollow sends that we have or the, that are on the uh, Rob rifle. Yep. So, yo, no, Joe helps out a lot. I Joe mean, wants to help everybody. Yep. Joe's a good guy from Modern Materials. Nice dude. I'd really like to find out if Chris Costa's a nice dude, but I won't <laughs> find out from Joe. <laughs> No, he'll find out. For, he'll tell you. Oh, he'll tell you. Chris Costa's great. Chris he Costa. loves Chris Costa. You should meet him sometime. Because he's so wonderful. All right, Dan, what's the, what's the worst thing about working here? Pretend the boss isn't standing over your shoulder glaring at you right uh, now as I ask that let's question. Let's see. I'm going to go with the winner because it sucks being on the range. For so long. <laughs> and that's why he was in the National Guard. He makes you shovel the range alone, doesn't he? Alone. Doesn't even give you a plow. I don't no. a shovel. I got a broom. <laughs> And Bo drives behind him in the Jeep, screaming out the window, hurry up, sissy. <laughs> Smoking cigarettes and checking ass on him. <laughs> you cold? Here you go. <laughs> Told you to bring gloves, dummy. Yeah, well, you got to keep the Crayola snacks warm. Hey, nice. Hey, hey. All right, see, he's going to make Marine Corps jokes now. We're going to have to end this gear whore. <laughs> gear training concepts. Oh, it's training concepts? What the heck are you drinking over there? Why aren't you sharing? Because I only share with Chris Costa. Nice. Yeah, it's your water bottle, huh? The cool thing about water bottles is nobody ever questions what's in them. Exactly. The cool thing about vodka is it looks just like water in a water bottle. <laughs> vodka give me headaches. But Jen makes you thin. Whiskey makes my knuckles bleed. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I got one more, but I'm not saying it on air. Right, All right, right. So we'll be back with gun culture. You ever have a podcast show go completely off the rails? Like you, you go to a special location to record an episode, and they're expecting like real professional behavior, and it just goes sideways. No, nah, he met me last year. He All right, cool. Me. We're good then. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're out of here. Be right back with something, something. Gun culture. <laughs> And welcome back to episode 57, live from Cobra One Tactical. This is the gun culture. 
I'm doing something I blatantly stole from Handgun Radio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad somebody gets a footnote. Yeah, only because they, they, they actually... Yeah, I don't know why they did it. Hey, this is something I just made up. <clears throat> um, so, so Handgun Radio, and they had a whole section about uh, what's your loadout. And they started with 1890 loadout for that new Red Death, Death Redemption thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, what would you carry if you were back in that time frame? Well, their newest one was, what would you carry if you were in the Miami Vice time frame? The Miami Vice TV show, not that horrible movie that came out. So... Right now, everybody's acting like I'm springing this on them, and now they're Googling what years were Miami Vice or what guns were used by Miami Vice. I'm guessing you on the IMDb page for firearms. Uh, basically, because what year did the show come out? <laughs> Dan's three. <laughs> Dan's three well, years we need old. Four year old level, so it's okay. Yeah, he's well. offered some material in the New Jersey National Guard. <laughs> That's kind of Dan, huh? <laughs> I'm a Kono. Uh, so anyway, so we were thinking, what would we have if we were in Miami Vice? And since both Sean and the Colonel are Googling what gun... 1984 to 1990. 1984 was there a was year. There was an overlap. All right, we're good. I existed. You, you okay, Cole? <laughs> yeah, for about three and a half minutes. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 30 years old. <laughs> My permanent teeth just glued in. <laughs> I can wipe my own. Never mind. Stop. <laughs> if you it's saw pan, right? You saw big, and desist. If you it. saw Big Daddy, you'd know what that joke was. All right, so uh, I'll go ahead and you want to start, or you want me to? No, start? you go ahead and start. This I'll go show. ahead and start because this is my show, and they still have to figure out what they want. No, I got it. All go right, ahead. whatever. So, it's three things in your loadout. What would your rifle be? What would your pistol be? And what would your handgun be? And if you want to throw in backup handgun, you can do that too. Because Miami Vice had it all. Rifle, pistol, and handgun? Rifle, pistol, handgun, and backup handgun. It's whatever you want, as long as it was out during that time period. Rifle, pistol, handgun. Yeah, he said that. Let it go. Rifle, (laughs) pistol, pistol, handgun. Backup handgun. (laughs) And shotgun. One guy with six guns. Really huge guy serial it's, crushed him. It's getting late and it's past Dan's <laughs> bedtime because it's during the week. You know tomorrow's a school day. <laughs> Alright, so what do you got, Tony? Alright, what I got is this. I picked out for my shotgun, I picked out an 870. You like You didn't say shotgun, it was Shut up. Rifle, shotgun, pistol, handgun. Rifle, <laughs> pistol, shotgun. Okay. Backup handgun if you choose. It's your show, do whatever you want. I'm gonna do what I want because it's my show. So I got an 870. But I got an 870 that had been worked over by Scattergun Technologies because they were here then, and that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And they had their Border Patrol rifle, even back, uh, Border Patrol shotgun, even back then, and it's freaking kicked butt with the sights and everything and all the bells and whistles, and that was in the 80s. So that's what I got as my shotgun. What I got as my handgun is a uh, Browning High Power but worked over by cylinder and slide because again, they were there and this is fantasy crap. I'd never own right now if I had to buy it, but that's what I'd have is my handgun. Now, what is the rifle? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking back, back in the day, what rifle would you carry if you were a cop in the eighties and the early nineties? 
one of the cool things that go with with the AR because even then the AR was still cool. It was lightweight, mm-hmm. and um, but I want to go for a different one. I want to get that Vietnam era. Was the XM one six the short XM one ninety three? Yep, one ninety three. Isn't that the ammo? XM one seventy seven. There you go. XM one seventy seven. That's the one I want as my rifle. And as a backup gun, I don't know. They had some cool stuff. But the only thing that I remember from back in the day is the 32 C cap. C cap. That was the big thing. So that's what I get. So those were the cool guns from back in the day. And that's what I get if I was doing Miami Vice loadout. And the reason I brought it up is because I missed sending the email to the show. And I'm like, wait a minute. I got a show. I can do the same thing. I'm going to do it on my own show. Yeah, why would I do it on your stupid show? Stupid, stupid. Who needs your show? I'll do it my show. Firearms Radio show. Network. Yeah. Handgun Radio. <laughs> so that's what I did. And I blatantly stole it from that. Listen to their show and see what they came up with. Because they got like 20 emails in. Would have gotten 21. But that was busy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what are you getting, Sean? Uh, I'm thinking for my rifle, I want a Cobra Mac 10. Of course you do. With the wire stock and the wet suppressor. And then for my handgun, I want a Cobra Mac 10 with the <laughs> stock collapsed. And then for my shotgun, I'm going to replace it with a Cobra Mac 10 because it's full auto, so you don't need pellets you can just spray 45 acp and then for my backup handgun a uh, mac 11 because it's smaller nine millimeter small, i knew you're gonna say that <laughs> <laughs> wait as i was prepping this as a joke right like then i started thinking well no same time like 1985 we got we got billy from predator with that m16 with the shotgun the mossberg 500 mounted underneath the barrel like well, hell, man. Like, if we're doing 80s stuff, let's let's get That's some of that saying. sweet action. And then I went, no, no, no. You're thinking too small. <laughs> because technically, if I'm going to dip into Predator in the 80s, and it's man-portable, oh, yeah. I want the Dylan M134 minigun that Jesse Ventura had. Hey. Right? Yeah. Don't go big, go big. And then I guarantee I get busted down a patrol and I got to walk the street with that thing. (laughs) And I start rethinking my choices and I go, man, I really appreciate something lighter. I think I got to pull out the Mac 10. (laughs) Your Mac 10, it weighs like seven and a half pounds as a pistol. Still lighter than a freaking General Electric minigun. I'm just saying. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. What about... Okay. What about? Because I can't. It, this is my problem. This is why I'm shooting. You know I we're vamping so guns. Dan can figure out what he wants. Right, he's still Googling what existed before Fact. he was born. Yeah. He was like, we doing 1980s or 1880s? I'm Wait a sure. minute, is this flintlock like from the 80s? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, there's a flintlock on here. Of course it is. Settle down, Beavis. <laughs> Calm down, son. So, the, the other thing I was thinking, just because sometimes I like oddball stuff. No, not you. Calico. There you go. Right? Is it the 50 round or the 100 round calico with the hexagon? Of course I'm doing a 100 round. Why would I waste time with a... What do we have? Magazine capacities in the 80s? No. I want the 100 round drum, not a 50 round drum. I want... Don't... And I want six of them. 
Six I'm wearing them like beer man, Duff man with the beer cans all around his belt in those calico Duff man. <laughs> Duff man. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah. Yo, so, yeah. so I'm talking about I'm here for the Miami shootout. <laughs> You're three years too late. Here for the you Miami. guys can go home. I got it. I got this. I ran the minigun dry, I threw it down, I picked up the M16 with the shotgun, spent both of them. Did I do a reload? Heck no. Picked up a pair of MAC-10s. Turn and burn, baby, with the wet suppressors. Not making much ruckus, so it's time to get loud. That's where I break out the calico and dump 100 rounds. And then reload and dump another 100 rounds. But it's a slow process because it jams a lot. <laughs> and I burn my offhand because I forget the ejection ports on the bottom right behind the forearm. So reloads get real slow. Ow, 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 ow. Oh, oh my God. Do you God. want to turn it this down? Sure. Yeah, Why sure, not? Dan. Better be funny, though. Why if not? it sucks, we're going to goof on you. <laughs> no pressure. So I got to steal your handgun because it's the only one on that list I've ever actually shot. My father in law has one, and that thing's pretty good. I like that high power. Not terrible. For my shotgun, I gotta do the spaz. Okay. It's for killing raptors. Yeah, I why mean, not? What other? It's amazing. Yep. I was looking at it, and then reality right. kicked in. I'm like, that thing is a ton of weight. Yeah, but you know, it's for raptors. It's a shotgun for right. schizophrenics. I want a pump. I want a semi-auto. Why not both? I want a stock. No, I don't. <laughs> I want a stock. No, I don't. I'll get a really uncomfortable stock that folds. Okay, that's even better. Why does it have a hook on it? I don't know. Maybe it's for shooting pirates. No, it's for hanging up on the wall when you come in the house. <laughs> <laughs> like a hat rack. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Don't let us stop. Nope. And then my rifle, I'm going M60 because, uh, you know, they didn't exist when I served. Then who doesn't want to shoot an M60? You know what? You almost got a curse word. You almost got me cursing on my show. <laughs> Almost got me cursing on my show, talking about they didn't exist when I was in. Disqualification, the M60 is a light machine gun, not a rifle. Aha, uh-huh, pick another one. <laughs> Quick, scroll faster. See we, if you can find something on Wikipedia. We just made up a rule on a game we just made up. <laughs> How about a Uzi? Because what's better than excuse me? Is that a Uzi? Nice. Look at him. I'm not saying, you know, he's got a 9mm. We'll have to show him the Reagan video because I'm sure he's never seen it before. Ronald Reagan was the president of the United States at one time. He served from 80 to 88. He got shot at the day. All right, so that, those were our guns. That was our thing. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we had fun goofing on Dan when he came up with his... All righty then. So that's Mac-10! The- <laughs> Jesus. Fucking <laughs> calico. Anyway, this is the end of Gun Culture. We'll be back with shout-outs. Hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. <laughs> Not as much as me. <laughs> And welcome back to episode 57 of the second is for everyone podcast. This is live from Cobra One. And this is shoutouts. So <clears throat> in shout-out section today, we really like to give a shout out to Cobra One Tactical in Great Meadows, New Jersey, uh, for having us out here, having us eating their food, having us making fun of their employees. Um, and a special thanks to the owner, Redacted. Redacted. So, uh, for having us out here and 
for bringing Dan and letting him out of wherever the heck they lock him up all night. <laughs> uh, have him on the show. So, yeah, that's it. Thanks a lot for having us out here and really appreciate it, guys. That's a shout out to them. And then, of course, a shout out to Beth Alcazar from USCCA for uh, really writing a really nice article about the second is for everyone and posting that up. I really, really appreciate it. So let's go into April 7th being the last day that you can vote in NRA elections. Remember, vote Anthony Calandro and Adam Kraut for NRA Board of Directors. It's really important that we get people on the NRA that actually want to be or are activists and not just, I don't know, I'm, in, I'm not going to put too sharp of a point on it, but let's just say a rocker from 40 years ago that had two hit songs <laughs> and doesn't show up at board meetings, but that could be anybody. 40 years ago, huh? I don't freaking know what year is it. Like 50 years ago. Hey, man, why don't you pump the brakes a little bit? Because it's starting to make me feel old because I remember Cat Scratch Fever. Oh! <laughs> so, um... You better wango your tango and settle down, mister. Hey, listen. Is this smoke on the water? Oh, I'm sorry. That was a different group. Anyway, <laughs> I confuse them all. Um, so, that's it for shout-outs. I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys, for listening to the show. And let me give you a basic rundown of how you can help us out. If you want to donate to the Second is for Everyone Diversity Shoot, you can go on GoFundMe, type in 2A4E, and we pop right up. If you want to go and become a patron on Patreon.com and support the Second is for Everyone podcast, um, just type in 2A4E, and we pop right out. And $5 and above, you get maybe a knife or something really cool. And also... We have $10 and above. You can get stuff that requires an FFL. So sign up, help us out. All the money goes toward making this show the great audio experience that you hear right now. If you want to buy a shirt, especially the new one with the Huey P. Newton quote on the back, you can go to 1022clothing.us. It's like 5'11", but for big dudes. So we have size from small to 6X, 1022clothing.us. And that redirects you to bcgware.com nobody's trying to steal your credit card this ain't a <laughs> Russian bot it was a joke and we turned it into a dot US and it takes you directly there so you can buy our shirts and we have them from little tiny people sizes to grown men sizes like mine 6x so do that it really helps us out if you want to buy something from blackbagresources.com and have it donated to the diversity shoot just type in 2A4E in the coupon section and the stuff will be delivered into my hot little hands at the next diversity shoot, which will be on June 12th at Gunfire Range in Woodland Park. We will probably squeeze one in before then because I miss everyone and we have to do different ranges in Jersey because we want to open it up and have people come and visit from other places. So I think that's it, unless you have something to say. Sean. One more real quick. Uh, Dan Hanner from Anaheim, California, made a donation to 2A4E Diversity Shoot via the coupon code on Black Bag Resources. Awesome sauce. I sent you a a thing the other day. I have to pull this from inventory and deliver it to you, but we'll get that done. Is it a Becker BK3? No, no. He sent you some patches and some Tetra Gun cleaning pipes. All right, good to go. Tetra Gun Cleaning helped us out in the beginning. They were great, and they donated a lot of stuff for us, and they make quality products, so I can't wait. And, I mean, 
I mean, if the patches are cool from somebody that's worth a while, I mean, who's the patches from? No, they're Black Bag Resources patches. Oh, okay. Well, great. Black Bag Resources <laughs> patches. <laughs> they're awesome. They're the new subdued ones with the gray, the, the gray on the black. Oh, gray and black? Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. All my favorite colors. Yeah, that's because The ones I can see. That's because you're colorblind. All right, guys. Really, thank you. It's been great. Thank you for listening to the show. Sean, you got anything? That's it. Thanks for being here, Dan. Yeah, thanks, Dan, for being here. Thanks, Cobra One Tactical, for having us out. Really appreciate it. We might be able to do this again. Sean? I got to do the thing. You got to do the thing. You want me to do the thing? Is it embarrassing doing the thing in front of people? No, I don't care. Should I do the thing? I say do the thing. All right, let's do the thing. Bye, Felicia!